It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Auburn today. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Huge day, and we got a big show. Yes. For you guys today. Zach, how are you doing this morning? Man, I am dragging up super late, but hey, let's do this thing. Yeah, I agree. I was also up late, so this is going to be exciting. Man, I know bye weeks are exciting. Um, and they're really good for the team and you need them at this point of the season, but man, it's just kind of a bummer that Auburn had such a great outing and it's like, all right, we don't get to see them play again for two weeks. Yeah. But speaking of bye weeks, we today are going to talk about uh, some goals that we've got for the team on the bye week. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do uh we'll do a segment on. Um, offensive goals, and then defensive goals. I'm pumped for that. Good idea on your part. Just uh, real quick, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. This week they are promoting Little Italy, Barbaritos, and Louie's. Um, they also plan on doubling down on their app promo as well. So if you do not have the uh, their new updated app, you can get $10 off of any purchase on the app if you have not done that. Also, they're already up a ton from last year's Beat Bama Food Drive campaign. Thank you so much for being a huge part of that. Um, they recognize that Locked On Auburn listeners are a big part of that, so please continue to keep that trend going. And, of course, at the end, um, I mean, you're, they're going to match everything that they raise. So that's going um, to be really cool. So um, use promo code 10OFF. Uh, for uh, deals at Little Italy, Barbaritos, and Louis this week. And then use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. All right, Pappas, where are we headed? Well, let's start with the offensive side of the ball, Zach. Some goals that we've got for the team on the bye week. Okay. Um, my first goal uh, is going to be continue to get more comfortable with the personnel. Okay, so what does that I mean? Think, well, I think the last two weeks – We've really seen Chad Morris grow more, more comfortable with uh, with the players on the field. We've seen him figure out how to best get them the ball uh, to to make the offense the most successful. And I think just learning, um, uh, continuing that progress through the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I know that's a it's a harder one to judge. It's a little less tangible than my next two probably, but. I think that that uh, I, I do think that's really important. My first one was stabilize the offensive line. You know, we've seen kind of so much movement, and they seem to be getting better. Now, the past two weeks, they've been again they've been competing against teams that aren't as strong on their defensive fronts. So, can they keep that trend going? We'll have to see. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of talk about Brandon Council going down and how this team would respond. Keandre Jones seemed to do fine from my perspective against LSU, but what will this offensive line look like after they've had uh, a full two weeks of practice at this point together? 
And uh, you got to think that the more time that they all spend together, the better that they will get. So I think this bye week could be huge for stabilizing Auburn's offensive front. Man, LSU led the SEC in sacks coming in. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know, they've done okay pass blocking. Um, Bo Nix just didn't trust them. And so it doesn't really do you a whole lot of good at that point. But he seems to, uh, I mean, they, they did a great job against LSU on Saturday. So hopefully that's a sign of more things to come. All right. I agree with you. I think that's a big one. Uh, my second one is going to be figure out the running backs behind Tank Bigsby. Okay. I don't know if they knew coming into the season that Tank was going to kind of very obviously be the number one running back halfway through the year, but, you know, here we are. He's the number one back. And I know we started the season, and it was Sean Shivers. And, you know, now it's it's not. So is it going to be Tank Bigsby starting out and DJ Williams as the change of pace back? Is it going to be... You know, is it going to be Sean Shivers needing to get touches because he's played so well? What What is that going to be? We know the answer to this, don't we? It's just can everybody stay healthy and and all. I mean, I think we've seen that it's uh, you know Tank getting touches, fifteen to twenty touches a game, Shivers getting between five and ten, and then DJ getting some snaps on third down as far as pass protection, and then he maybe gets you know three to five touches. Isn't that kind of what we've seen when they're all healthy and that kind of what's safe to assume. Do you think there's a chance that that changes? Have we seen them all healthy since tank had his breakout? Uh, that's a, now that I think that's a better question. I think that's a better question, but I, I still think it's all figured out, right? Like that's what everybody's ideal role is. Did DJ not get hurt on like the second play of the LSU game or the first pl- or, or, it was or old, the second he got hurt against Ole Miss. Did he play against LSU? Uh, I feel like we should know that. Uh, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't remember him playing. I'm confused. Don't you have that in front of you though with pro football focus stuff? I'm pulling it up right now. All right. So we'll see. I thought I saw him, but now that we talk about it, I'm like, did I see him? I'm not sure that I did. I hate ESPN's app, by the way. It's terrible. I keep saying I'm going to find another app, and I just don't do it, and I don't know why. Do I have problems? Maybe. DJ um, Williams did not play against LSU. So, and then the rushing, um, so it was 15 to Tank, 11 to Bo, 5 to Shivers, 3 to Eli, 5 to Mark Anthony, 2 to Grant Lloyd, 1 to Schwartz. Um, okay, interesting. So I, I guess you could lump in there also you know, to get, get DJ healthy. Um, my number two is focus on adding another weapon to this offense, a more consistent presence. We've seen capers get more and more involved in this offense. We saw him, uh, you know, he got a touchdown last week. That was exciting. I want to see more of him or, you know, maybe they find a way to get uh, natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson on the field a little bit more, but we've got a great trio when you look at Seth and uh, and Eli and uh, Schwartz. So can we get one more guy on the field where defenses have to look and realize where he is on every single play? So I don't know if you can necessarily do that over the span of a bye week, but I think you can take steps with the positive momentum that uh, the Zevion Capers has had 
over the last few weeks, and it's clear that Bo Nix trusts throwing the football to him. So I want to see steps in the positive direction on that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. That would be huge for the offense. Absolutely. Um, my last one is somehow teach the wide receivers how to catch the football. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bye week thing either, but that would be nice. Uh, Auburn has had just a ridiculous amount of drops this season, and I'm sure it would do wonders for, for the wide receiver's confidence, for Bo's confidence, and for the offense if they you know stopped dropping the football. Right. Yeah, that'd be a big one. And then uh, my last one is kind of similar. It kind of piggybacks uh, one of your earlier offensive goals, but find better ways to keep Tank fresh. It has not seemed to be an issue yet, but you know, with uh, with DJ and and Worm getting less touches, I think they've done a good job letting Bo Nix shoulder a lot of the load physically in the running game. Find ways to keep Tank fresh. I mean, this is uh, this is going to be a longer season for him. I guess with only 10 games, you play 10 games in high school, but it's still going to be a lot more physical than what he's used to. Is his body ready for that um, down the stretch? And I think games are going to get more physical from this point on. I think uh, pretty highly of Mississippi State's defense. Um, I don't think they're that good as a team. But I think they are more physical on defense than the two uh, the two games that Auburn just got wrapped up playing with Ole Miss and LSU. And then Tennessee, I think they'll hit you. And then obviously Alabama, they'll hit you. And uh, Texas A&M, depending on what week you get them, um, they'll hit you. So I, I think this is going to be a lot more physical of a stretch for uh, Auburn's running backs, but specifically Tank Bigsby. So find a way to keep him fresh and healthy and uh, find other guys to shoulder more of the load and keep him uh, keep him ready to go. So that's my last one. Yeah, I think that's another good one, Zach. I I do. Um, oh man, you were saying something, and I really I had something to say. That's okay. That's okay. And I forget. Oh oh, do you? I I feel like watching Bo run the football. I feel like he's very good at, for the most part, uh, avoiding getting hit. And I don't ha- really have anything to back that up so I guess it's more of a question do you do you agree um I get what you mean he's not afraid to go out of bounds and he'll also drop a little bit and then when there is contact it's not like he's getting rocked or anything like that so I agree and you know he he's a smart guy I think he's got it between the ears I think he realizes how important he is to this team so that's probably coached to some extent I don't disagree with that I don't disagree with that at all Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer literally made to chill. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and uh, it's literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, celebrate responsibly. So when you hit reset, you can reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Homefield Apparel. You can go to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Auburn for 20% off of your order. A few weeks ago, you've heard us talking about this. If you were on social media, I'm sure you've seen people tweeting their new Homefield swag, but Homefield's a uh, Auburn line is absolutely awesome. I think you will absolutely love it. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, 
you will uh, I think you will appreciate the the very cool and retro historic design that you see on uh, on their Auburn line at homefieldapparel.com. Also, extremely comfortable t-shirts and uh, I cannot recommend them enough. I'm not just saying this because they support the show. It is uh, legitimately the most comfortable uh, two shirts that I own, the, the, the two that I have from Homefield. And uh, my wife steals them all the time. So I feel like that's an endorsement as well. She loves them. So once again, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Auburn for 20% off your first order. All right, Pappas, uh, you want to do the three uh, defensive goals for the bye week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you go first. I went first last time. Okay, I'll go first. I want to say uh, keep focusing on the defensive line. I think there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Can Big Cat Bryant get a little bit more healthy? We've talked about it a ton on this show, and it's not hard to see that he does not look like himself. Um, So can he take that step? Can Dre Butler get his feet up under him? We're seeing him play a little bit more on the inside. I think we expected a whole lot more from him. And then also, Michael, you've talked about this defensive line not being able to tackle. Can you shore that up? And then also, I mean, we talked about Derek Hall a ton yesterday. Find ways to get him more involved if he is going to be that efficient rushing the passer. Maybe we see him after the bye week get on the field a little bit more. So I want Auburn to keep focusing on the defensive line. It's gotten better, and I expect it to continue to get better under Rodney Garner's leadership. And just kind of the attitude that a lot of these guys have. So, uh, yeah, focus on the D line. Yeah, Zach, you. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. Mine was teach the D line how to tackle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, uh, I mean, I, I think you did a great job of breaking that down from a broader perspective there. But I mean, to put a narrow scope on it, the defensive line's doing a great job of getting in the backfield, especially these last couple weeks. They just can't tackle anyone. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's with one arm or, or two arms or legs or what, they got to figure out a way to get these guys on the ground. Right. And I, and I think a way that you do that uh, with, with the next game Auburn plays, talking about Derek Hall and how he hasn't really played a whole lot. He just plays in pass rush situations. Well, Every down that this defense plays against Mississippi State will be a pass-rushing situation based on the offense that Mike Leach runs there. And so I think Mm -hmm. you're going to see a a natural gateway, a natural avenue for Derek Hall to play more. And I think that's something um, Auburn fans should be excited about based on his production that we've seen so far. Yeah, it should be interesting to see if they go with like two bucks for this game. I, I think you're going to see some specific stuff. You know, how many linebackers are on the field. It could be a nice way um, for Auburn to, you know, just have one linebacker on the field. That way you can kind of rotate Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean in and out just to kind of give them a little bit of a rest as well. So we'll see. We'll see. And we can talk more about the personnel side of things um, as we specifically preview that game. But I think there's a lot of positives you can take away looking at how they'll prepare for that after a bye week. Um, mm-hmm. my, uh, my number two defensive goal, look at the cornerback two rotation. Obviously, Roger McCreary's playing lights out. He's impressed me more and more every single week. But we've seen improvement on the other side, mainly from Nehemiah Pritchett. And it's interesting because Jalen Simpson came out of the gate super, uh, super hot, winning the job, and we saw a lot of him against Kentucky, got banged up a little bit. Nehemiah Pritchett's come in, and I think he's done better. But we still see a lot of personnel rotation on that side. We keep hearing about Marco Domio. Can he take that next step? 
Have they been possibly waiting for a bye week to install him a little bit more? He's also been fighting some injuries, so um, can he get healthy? Can Domeo be installed? But I don't love rotating cornerbacks unless it's like nickel situations and it's just kind of the formation you want to run. I don't think they're necessarily doing that. So I want to see that get shored up. And for the most part, it's fine. But honestly, at this point, I want Nehemiah Pritchett on the field as much as possible. He's been really, really impressive to me. Zach, my second one is get healthy in the secondary. Okay. Um, I think it kind of goes along the same vein. Like you were saying, uh, Jalen Simpson got hurt and he's kind of had this nagging injury since um, that, that's messed with the rotation there. And, and Damio started the season injured and has had to kind of try to come back from that. So I, I kind of feel like they've been forced to play guys. Oh, and then, and then Sherwood going down at the beginning of the LSU game. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think getting those three guys healthy would really take your secondary from being, you know, extremely good because they have been extremely good to, you know, possibly even elite. I'll throw the E word out there. So my third, uh, my third defensive goal, and I guess this could be the avenue if they don't get healthy. I mean, you mentioned Tut battling some things against Ole Miss um, as well, as far as you know, guys not being healthy on the defensive backfield. But I want to see more of Ladarius Tennyson. And I think, uh, you know, I think the world of him, I can't wait to see him get more and more experience and kind of take that next step. He still looks like a true freshman when he's out there, and that's okay. That's okay. He's got a lot to digest in that position when you're playing in the middle of the field. And I think eventually you're going to see Tennyson look more comfortable downfield than you are several of these guys that are starting and playing over him. So I want to see them work specifically with Ladarius Tennyson, and then find ways to get him on the field where he's not just coming in and, uh, you know, when, when somebody gets hurt, when Christian Tut gets shaken up and needs to take a few plays off. I want to see Ladarius Tennyson going in for more specific reasons um, with the starting defense. And um, I, think, I think the bye week could be a good week to install some of that for him. Zach? Yes? I, I think we're, uh, we're strangely aligned here on the defense. Mine is to uh, to figure out the entire second team defensive depth chart because I think this is going to be a stomping. Yeah, it could be. So it you got be. 10 days now. Figure out who your second team defense is. If it's a bunch of freshmen, let it be a bunch of freshmen. Uh, are we going to see OC Brothers? That's a person, right? Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm very tired, and also, like, is okay. he the Mark Anthony Richards of the defense? Maybe. I think people care a lot more about MAR, but, yeah, we can say they're comparable. Okay. Um, And, you know, figure it out, because hopefully the defense is going to ball out, the offense is going to ball out, and we're going to get to see this second team D. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The new built Bar is better tasting than ever with 18 amazing flavors. They added six new flavors to go along with their 12 original flavors. All the flavors happening at Built Bar. Uh, some of the new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, almond apple crisp, and more. All the bars covered 100% in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. 
But somehow, they taste great, and they are very, very good for you. So, uh, good for losing weight or maintaining weight, depending on what you want your diet to be. It's also a great treat for a keto diet, as they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. You can head over to BuiltBar.com and get 20% off your order by using promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Pappas, you want to do some uh, listener questions? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let me pull up the app here. A lot of people, um, a lot of people enjoying the bye week so far. Let's see here. Uh, Jamie says some players Pappas did not mention today that I enjoyed seeing play. Uh, Chris Thompson played a good handful of meaningful snaps when Sherwood went down. Expect to see him on the field more moving forward. Um, Desmond Tisdall slash um, said Will Steiner. I think he meant Wesley Steiner. Both played in garbage time and made some plays. Looked to be freaky athletic as advertised. Yeah, Steiner's a, Steiner's a stud. Romello Height, uh, the guy that you know I'm very high on. Saw some snaps in garbage time. He caught my eye when I thought we lined up a defensive back at Buck. But excited to see him put some weight on and get some sacks. Yeah, I think we're a year away from seeing him. I cannot wait. Going to give some love to y'all's boy, natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson. Got to respect a freshman wide receiver who isn't afraid to block. Um, yeah, so that is all from uh, from Jamie. Anything stand out from that? Yeah, a lot of these freshmen have looked very good this season. I mean, we talked about capers a little bit. The two linebackers have both gotten uh, some playing time just throughout the season. Um, I believe it's Steiner who is actually – a pretty good pass rusher or has been this season. He's like an Owen Um, Papo light. I mean, he's just a very athletic mm -hmm. guy. They got to figure out how to use. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, I think he may not even be Papo light. He's bigger. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I agree with everything that's in there. Um, I think that if they do, a little more of, of, of the bringing Sherwood or uh, Jordan Peters down closer to the line of scrimmage, kind of using them like mm-hmm. a linebacker. Yeah. It could potentially open up more time for Chris Thompson on the back end. Yeah. And you may see something like that with uh, what they do scheme wise against this air raid against Mississippi state mm-hmm. um, Ridge from Tennessee. Our Tennessee listeners have cool names. We got Phoenix from Tennessee. Now we've got Ridge. That's awesome. Guys, keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to the podcast every morning on my drive to work. Thank you, Ridge. My recommendation for the off week is let's get Ferg Friday as a basketball show. I think Justin would love that. I think Justin would love that. Um, All right. We got another text. Doesn't say who it's from. My apologies for being a show behind. That's okay. We forgive you. I just finished Monday's show. In case nobody calculated, I have the yards per play average without the Schwartz catch. 
It falls from about 7.4, 506 yards over 68 plays, um, 7.4 yards per play to about 6.2 yards per play. Even without that play, it was an impressive stat. I mean, it is crazy. And, like, you never want to take away, like, a massive play like that because you made the play. And you've kind of been setting that up and you've been trying to hit that um, over the course of the season. So I don't really want to, like, just take that play away. But I do think it's worth noting. I'm glad that you did the math on that. I wish you would have said your name so we could give you credit for it. But, um, yeah. I Thank think, you, unnamed source. Yeah. It's probably from Tennessee and he has a really cool name. It's probably, like, Dragon Claw from Tennessee. That's probably his name. Or Josh Dub. Uh, maybe. That is like a Josh Dub stat. Um, all right, last one. Hey guys, Brian C here again. Based on the saying, it's the Jimmies and the Joes, not the X's and the O's. How do you feel about the offensive outburst against LSU? Was a balance of play calling or player production? Or more player production against an overmatched, overrated LSU defense. The offense clearly starts up front with Knicks. And it seems like Chad Morris has his groove back. Great show as always, War Eagle. Thank you, Brian. I've thought Morris, play calling wise, has been fine. I think it's been execution. And that starts with the offensive front. It starts with Knicks. And it starts with the wide receivers getting open. Uh, I think the running backs have been fine regardless of who's in there. I think all three of them have looked really, really good. Um, So I think it's been more execution. So I guess in this question, that would be player development. And I think you just see guys more comfortable in the offense than you did a few weeks ago. From a play-calling standpoint, I don't see it being that much different than it was um, over the first few weeks of the season. What are your thoughts, Pat? I don't think it's that much different. Uh, I do think that we've seen, like we've seen a, a more balanced attack in the last couple of weeks between running and passing. That's we've true. Seen, yeah. You know they're th- they they are still throwing the ball on first down more than Gus has ever thrown on first down in his career, but uh, I I hmm. I don't know if it's the balance or the personnel or what. I think Chad Morris has called two gems of games the last two weeks. Yeah, I think so, too. Not to say that it's not the player. I mean, the players have also been better. I mean, I guess my answer is that it's a combination of both. Yeah, I think it's more the players than him. But you are right. He has called more running plays and gotten guys in space a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I just hate saying both. I feel like it's a (laughs) cop-out. Yeah. Um, Oops. Awesome. Awesome. Pappas, where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby and follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.